for your heart-stopping news packed 60 minutes of regular joy. Webmaster Radio presents The Pulse. Take your seat among the experts in the search engine marketing arena. This weekly radio show keeps you informed of the latest search news, offers insight on the biggest forum discussions, and puts your finger on the pulse of the search marketing community. Our hosts have made their way to the round table. The Pulse starts now. Hello and welcome to the 36th edition of the Search Pulse. Today is Tuesday, September 18th, 2007. My name is uh, Ben Pfeiffer. I'm the senior editor at the Search Engine Roundtable, and I'm from RankSmart.com. Joining me today is the wonderful Chris Boggs, associate editor of the Search Engine Roundtable, and he is the SEO guru over at Bruin. Uh, Barry's not going to be with us today, as he is going to enjoy a nice Jimmy Buffett concert. Uh, Chris, you there? I am here, buddy. How's it awesome. going? How you doing? Great, man. Good to hear your voice. Too bad Barry I know, ain't here today. I know it's been a while. <laughs> he's got margaritas to drink, I guess. I know Barry. Barry's going to slug down some uh, margaritas at Margaritaville, mm-hmm. where it's always five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let's get started uh, with some of the popular search topics um, in the last couple of weeks. We didn't have a show last week, and uh, just to let y'all know, our shows are now thirty minutes, so we're going to be kind of going through some stuff. The last show that we did is posted at Search Engine Roundtable. We covered SES and some Yahoo updates and some MSN fun stuff. Um, so the first topic that we're going to talk about today is uh, Google Webmaster Tools is not showing PageRank uh, pages for some sites. Uh, Barry posted about this, and basically uh, there is some um, table within Webmaster Central that says PageRank of your pages is such and such, and most of the time people get disappointed because the page rank's so low. But they don't have to worry this time because it's not showing at all. Uh, Chris, have you seen any of this? You know, I haven't really been looking into uh, any of the Webmaster Central accounts over the last couple of days, so I haven't noticed it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I usually I'll get in there and I'll look and I'll say, you know, your page rank is very low or you've got a couple pages that are high and I don't even really look at it that much. So, uh, But if you're in Webmaster Central now, you can go ahead and check. Uh, it appears that Google is trying to fix this issue. It's only happening to a couple people. Um, so the next topic that we're going to cover is um, can Google ever spider 29.5 million pages on one site? Hey, Ben? Yeah. Real quick, before we jump past that one topic, I'm just curious, uh, you know, uh, on the whole topic of PageRank, which we generally talk about ad nauseum, but um, I'm, it, it, does it seem to you at all like it's in the uh, the writing on the wall is that Google could maybe be – pulling away from displaying PageRank in a toolbar uh, environment and maybe is is slowly backing off of it. I mean, I, I get this feeling that, and you know it must be a, a huge chore for them in terms of uh, the amount of time that it takes for them to update the toolbar page rank whenever they decide to do that. And, and, and also there's the idea that maybe, um, you know, people in our industry are becoming so... Um, I guess better at manipulating rankings just based on a lot of that toolbar information's out there and 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 kind of uh following the toolbar and seeing how link link juice is passed through pages and so forth. I mean, do you have a feeling at all that Google may be starting to pull away from this? Yeah, you know, I've been wondering this myself and uh you know, and it's funny cuz a lot of clients I work with are so obsessed with like PageRank just in general and it's like such a task just to educate them. But you know, like in, in Webmaster Central, I mean, they don't really give you that much data. You know, it's like 
this is your highest page rank page, and this is you've got pages that are in this range. And it's not even like a number; it's just like some little graph, right? You know, it's kind of like how useful can it be? Um, you know, I, there's been a lot of discussion over in the last this last couple of years about page rank and whether Google should display it or not. I think a lot of SEOs in general, and you probably agree. You know, we're kind of tired of looking at it just every single day and getting you know people asking us questions about it. So we could be completely fine without it. But uh, you know, I do think you know in Google's you know benefit, there is a lot of uh, effort and publicity behind PageRank because it was the original model they created. So a lot of people do know it. So what happens if they did stop displaying it? Would there be some riot on the streets? And, you know, would people stop using Google to go to use Ask Jeeves or something? I don't know. Uh, I think that, yeah, they're slowly probably going to try to get away from some of this. Uh, and who knows? Maybe this little thing is a test, you know, to see what would happen if they got rid of it. But um, at the same time, like especially with Webmaster Central, they've been adding adding more like data and more information to help out webmasters. And so it would be kind of like they're stay, taking a step back, right? They're adding all this other stuff, but they're removing PageRank. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think I see what you're saying there, and, and you know, they're uh, they're certainly offering us a lot more ability to to get some insight into our particular sites that we're working on through the Webmaster Central area. So maybe this is something where they're taking, um, you know, some resources away from dealing with PageRank and specifically Toolbar PageRank. Not saying that they would actually uh, get rid of uh, that as being part of their internal algorithm, but actually taking some visibility away from Webmasters in, in terms of the toolbar page rank and like you said there's a lot of confusion around it so yeah it's just something to think about maybe uh this is an early test like you said who knows maybe they're going to measure the uh the uproar that's caused by removing it from the webmaster central i mean the other interesting thing too about it you know before we move on is like i, I traveled to california last week a couple weeks ago and and i use a lot of people's different computers to check my email and a lot of them had the google toolbar installed but page rank wasn't showed anywhere so and largely, you know, and I, I remember asking a couple of people about it just to inquire, and they were like, well, we have no idea what that's about, you know, what's PageRank. And so, you know, maybe it's just such a, you know, SEO phenomenon in a lot of ways that, you know, it's really only going to affect us if they do eventually get rid of it. But anyway, moving on, um, Chris, uh, question. Do you think that Google could ever spider 29.5 million pages within a reasonable amount of time? Sure, over uh, about uh, two, two and a half million domains. <laughs> good, good point. Oh, you mean on one domain? <laughs> yeah, on one domain. Let's say you've got 29.5 million pages with really unique content, if that's possible. Probably not, but, you know. Well, it depends. I mean, does God have a website? <laughs> if he does, then maybe there'd be 29.5 million pages of unique content. But beyond that, I... I you know, I, I know where you're going, so go ahead and introduce the topic, and I'll offer some more ideas on it. Yeah, uh, there was a Webmaster World thread that this member asked about how long it would take Google to spider all his 29.5 million pages uh, on his website that he just launched two weeks ago. And as I understand it, this website is kind of like a regional directory, and so it's like every state and location. Um, and so basically kind of Google's response to kind of some of this was, uh, or, you know, you hear often is, does he really have that many pages with unique content? Uh, so this is kind of a city directory of sorts, and um, you know a lot of people were kind of coming back and forth, and you know some of the moderators on Webmaster World were saying that you know Amazon has five million pages, or gets five. I'm sorry, five million Googlebot visits daily, uh, so it's possible, but you know for a new site, probably not. 
you know, completely within the realm. And somebody did some calculations that it'd take like 55 years to spider the whole thing. Um, yeah, it's, but Chris, um, I know you have some experience with large sites. Have you seen, you know, is crawling gone down rate, gone up or down? Well, what, personally, uh, I, even on large sites, try to narrow my focus into uh, a certain manageable number of pages that we could hope to get indexed in the search engines. Uh, personally, I don't really feel that it's that important that Google should uh, index 29.5 million pages of any one site. I think that uh, if they're all that unique, yeah, sure, maybe for some reason, but chances are that there's categories uh, and there's some sort of categorical structure within those sites. So if I was Google, I would look to hopefully find some nice, clean category um, you know, scheme that's been laid out there, and maybe uh, if there's two million categories, I may eventually get around to uh, crawling and indexing all of the two million categories. But, uh, you know, from both the Google perspective and the site owner perspective, and, and also from the perspective of the people searching the Internet, chances are that if you go, if there's a 29.5 million page site and you go into the door through one of maybe just 100,000 pages that are indexed, you're probably going to find what you're looking for. So uh, I, I, I just don't see the value of having that many pages indexed, with the exception of if each of them is, is uh, specific to a very, uh, you know, detailed long tail keyword phrase or something like that. I mean, would you agree that there, there's yeah. probably a, a better way to do it than, than to try to index all of them when you could just try to find the, the top-level categories and index those? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, there, you know, the value kind of drops off after a while, you know, after the two millionth page, you know, like, really, what am I going to get here? Um, so yeah, no, I agree definitely what you're, you're saying. Um, you know, like um, on searching the roundtable, Matt Cutts, uh, you know, commented he was like 29.5 million pages. Wow, it must have taken him forever to write that many pages. <laughs> uh, so yeah, maybe it's not in Google's best interest to like spider that many pages, or especially all at once, you know, and kind of gradually do it. And you know, a lot of people made the point about links, and especially links going into internal pages deep within the site. And you know, if the site doesn't really have any links going to it, it's going to take a whole lot longer. Um, you know, from an SEO perspective, we could talk about that too. Let's say we're working with a client and they have this many pages, and how we would advise them to do that. Personally, I'd probably tell them not to do this many pages. While I don't really see a big deal, you know, with that creating this many and doing it, I just see it's going to be, you know, problematic in the long term. It's going to take a long time. Yeah, I mean, what is really the purpose of having 29.5 million pages? And that's one thing that's kind of frustrating about the thread at Webmaster World is, you know, the guy comes back in, he's he's relating, you know, his, his wishes for that, and there's some great comments. And I, I agree that, you know, linking probably does have a big part of doing it, and, and also maybe at the rate that you release the pages, at uh, the rate that the site is getting links, maybe may increase the crawl rate and, and the number of pages that Google's indexing each time it comes in. But, uh, you know, in terms of a high-level strategy that I would dictate to the person, I would block off, uh, the, you know, the vast majority of those pages and really focus on maybe 10 to 20,000 pages or so, if there's even a need to focus on that many, 
and uh, you know make sure that the content is clear, uh, that you're using a, a nice clean um, navigational structure, and, and you have uh, have your content organized in in whatever manner or manners that you wish to organize it in, and focus on on those top level pages. There's no there's no reason really. I mean, I, I'm really struggling. Like I said before, unless maybe it's God. <laughs> there's I mean, why else would you have 20? I mean, how could you have 29.5 million pages that would really be of value? I, I just I don't get it personally. Yeah, um, you know, and this subject also kind of goes back to the use of like no follow internally within your site to block off certain sections to benefit others and stuff. And now it might have been a you know maybe a more positive approach to you know releasing all this to Google. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. I've worked with large sites, and the most I've ever gotten in Spider was about half a million pages. Uh, That's pretty good. And I mean, yeah, you know, did you find was, that getting we those indexed, that, that how many did you end up that were out of those half a million pages, how many were actually indexed and then ranking for a search engine that drove traffic? I mean, did you get maybe yeah, uh, it, it, a fifth of those that were actually getting actually. any traffic at all from the search engines? Or Yeah, actually it was quite considerable. Um, you know, it was like uh, 10,000 uniques. But it was in, it was a regional type of directory we were working with, and it actually worked out. What ended up happening with that, like out of the half million, it was actually more than that, it was like five five hundred and eighty thousand. Um, and about four hundred and thirty end up sticking into the index, and about out of those, maybe like thirty to forty thousand actually brought in any traffic whatsoever, and the rest were just kind of like there, you know. So maybe, I mean, maybe then the, the idea is to go ahead and try to get that many indexed and then look at your analytics and see which pages are driving those those actual, that actual traffic and then cut off the rest. Uh, you know, there's the other topic that was discussed in, in the forum, and I know we need to move along to the next topics and stuff, but, you know, is, is what, what kind of load is this going to cause on your server every time Google comes in? The more pages that you've got indexed, and you got to think of it from a cost perspective, too. I mean, bottom line is, is you know, take those 30 30,000 pages that you got traffic coming into from rankings and focus on them, you know? Yeah. 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 It's that's, That works out well. It's hard, though, with some of these dynamic sites, as you know. It's like kind of going in and editing actual individual pages is kind of a real big task. Um, well, let's move on to the, the next topic. Uh, the next one we covered is, uh, is imprisonment too harsh a punishment for a Google bomber? Uh, this was a uh, recent story about how, like, a 23-year-old guy in Poland got arrested for Google bombing uh, the Polish president uh, by using a term called kutas, which means basically translates into penis. Uh, so <laughs> uh, do you think people should get, you know, arrested for Google bombing? It's kind of funny, but... Well, I mean, you know, uh, far am I to feel that as an American, everything should happen in the glorious ways of America. Uh, you know, everyone's going to have their own laws and so forth. And and I know that, uh, you know, like in Thailand, for example, it's a punishable offense by jail if you insult the king or, you know, if you do anything that's uh, considered uh, disrespectful to uh, the royal family there. So every other country is going to have their own ways of dealing with uh, authority figures and how you're supposed to respect them or, or whatever. I mean, to me, um, that's something for, for you know, Poland to decide on. I think it's kind of humorous, though, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if our own president, uh, when if and when he heard about this story, would uh, consider, uh, you know, uh, imprisoning any of the people that, um, that uh, had him ranking for uh, moron and, and things of that nature. I know. He's a, he's a pretty tough guy. He can... He can 
Run with the punches. Um, yeah, I looked it up on Wikipedia, actually, and Poland is defined as like a liberal democracy. Uh, I don't know exactly what that translates as, but I guess they have the authority to do something like that. And, you know, I guess if I... Poland, hello? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, sorry, there was a bleep going on. Um, I guess if I was the Polish president, uh, I'd be kind of pissed off as well. But, you know, another example, what if you did this in China? You know, like, what if you did this for whoever in China and, and, you know, did some bad things towards Mao Zedong or something like that, you know, which they cherish over there? You might get well, pretty fast. Yeah. Well, literally, in China, you may be put to death. I mean, uh, there was just recently some news, and, and I know this isn't a political discussion, but, uh, you know, there was talk, and, and it was kind of, it opened my eyes. I didn't realize that, you know, China carries out 1,700 executions per day, and these are for crimes like uh, money laundering and things like that. So, um, you know, the, again, if, you, if you're talking about uh, different countries, some countries are going to be harsher than others when it comes to uh, the way they enforce the law, and uh, I guess this is just proof that Google is uh, working its way into uh, every every society out there. Yes, I agree. Well, um, I'm being summoned by the advertising god, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break, and then when we get back, we'll be discussing some other webmaster topics. Sit tight and don't move. The Pulse. We'll be back after this short break. Wow. I never saw anyone fish with such a wide net before. Oh, really? I don't like fishing with a pole. Can't catch the big ones fast enough. No kidding. You've got a bunch. Yeah, I know. This wide net gives me great distribution and reach. Really? How's it work? Well, fish like to move around to various parts of the lake, so by casting a wide net, I gather fish from everywhere they congregate. Wow, that's pretty smart. Thanks. Wide nets work. And they make you look smart. If you're looking to cast a wider net and fish where the fish are, Look Smart Advertising Solutions can help. Go to signup.looksmart.com to learn more. Marketing payouts lacking green, leaving you seeing red? Get your business in the black with NeverBlueAds.com. Sign up with NeverBlueAds.com today and earn an additional $200 for the first $200 generated. Get ready to flash those pearly whites with unique campaigns, real-time stats, great personal service, and high payouts on time every month from NeverBlueAds.com. Results for advertisers, income for affiliates, everybody wins with a better marketing experience from NeverBlueAds.com. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media has netted Fast Click, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BannersRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with Value Click Media. i got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details. Value Click Media. Does everybody know what time it is? Let me introduce to you the web gorilla. Hi, this is Greg Bozer. And the very slick oil man. This is oil man here. And together they are the always highly ranked SEO rock stars. Jamming and spamming on demand. Look for the SEO tab at webmasterradio.fm. Blog, blog, blog. 
WebmasterRadio.fm. We're the talk of the town. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Now, back to The Pulse. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. All right, welcome back to the Search Pulse. Uh, this is uh, Ben Pfeiffer, and uh, Chris Boggs is, is, is here today, and uh, we're going to kind of go into the next topic. We're going to be talking about uh, PageRank juice and uh, whether PageRank uh, juice is the only value you get from a link. Uh, so, Chris, do you think, uh, you know, if you purchase a link, and uh, is PageRank really the only thing you get from it? Well, I've always broken this down into uh you know three three purposes or three reasons to get a link uh you know one is for traffic, the second is for the s e o value, and the third is for the combination so ideally i'm gonna look for uh combination links um in 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 link development projects that I'm working on and uh you know hopefully within those combination links there's going to be some that are going to pass on link juice in in, in regards to page rank and I'm I'm not going to lie and and tell you that I don't target some links purely for their SEO value because I see that there's going to be zero traffic involved so um you know whether it's it's it, you know it it is essentially page rank juice when it comes from from Google, but uh, you know there's also other search engines out there which count links as well. So uh, you know I guess it's it's not the only value of a link, even if you're just considering it from uh, from an SEO perspective. I would think. Okay. Yeah, I do agree with you. Um, this topic specifically that we're talking about actually got started um, on Creative forums. And uh, it was kind of based on an original article that Dan Thies wrote that I, for one, welcome the new SEO overlords. Uh, and it kind of went over the fact about links being uh, paid endorsements and that those should be regulated by the Federal Trade Commission. Um, so this kind of went back and forth, and it was talked on spin and uh, also on creative side of forums, and we had some comments over at Search and Roundtable. Uh, and Kim kind of summed up a lot of the posts and, you know, that – uh, you know, search engines have kind of created this fiasco when they, you know, came up with links to the votes and to uh, help remedy the myths, they came up with various ways to stop uh, the bots from following certain links. And so it's kind of been a Band-Aid. So this kind of topic's kind of got a whole lot of, you know, people involved in it, and they're just kind of discussing whether links are actually uh, paid sources of advertising, whether the FTC should, uh, you know, Basically, manage these and address the issue of paid links in some way so that they can be, uh, you know, controlled, so to say. Um, however, it kind of comes out though in some of my research looking around at this topic is that basically, the FTC has uh, not in any way addressed the issue of paid links yet, and it can't be addressed specifically because uh, because paid links are not paid endorsements, and the FTC defines can control paid endorsements but not paid links. Uh, and links are not considered endorsements under the current U.S. law. So Google can go ahead and manage and band-aid all they want, but really um, the FTC has no you know, obligation in order to manage paid link you know, buying and selling on the Internet. 
Yeah, another another side to this story, and I was at the blog Philadelphia Unconference a few months ago, uh, which is, by the way, very cool and unconference. I know if, don't know if you've ever been to one, but it's like an open format, so they have sessions and topics, and they have like facilitators. So instead of having formal presentations, it's just facilitators, and it's an open discussion. So this one panel that I was at was talking about ways to monetize your blog, and uh, you know they had gone through all the usual selling banners, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, well, has anyone here ever considered, you know, aligning yourselves with an SEO and, and maybe uh, doing text links within blog posts? And uh, there were some people that were like, oh, yeah, that sounds interesting. And some others had not in an agreement that they were doing it. But there was a strong sentiment in there that there was some sort of moral um, path that, or moral line that they'd be crossing if they were doing that without clearly identifying it as advertising. So if you look at it from the perspective of some of the content creators out there, they're going to think of it as something that's actually, um, you know, not uh, uh, kosher, as it were, or, uh, or, or um, uh, sort of almost underhanded if you're, if you're including text links within your content without clearly identifying it as an advertisement. And I think that's an interesting side of things because people often consider that, you know, the only people that are worried about these kind of things are, are the FTC and maybe your competitors. But in fact, I mean, there's a lot of bloggers out there that have this idea that it's not, you know, it's not uh, the right thing to do to, to do that kind of uh, linking and paid linking. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's actually a really good point because, you know, some of this discussion started off with when a, like, a blog directory uh, was accused of not passing link juice, basically kind of no-falling or JavaScripting on-click code in their URL so that search engine robots couldn't pass. Uh, people were pissed off about that, right? But the question kind of remains is, like, you know, did the people that purchased links within that directory purchase it just because it's for the directory or for the page rank value that would be passed? And it seemed that the majority of people were passing page rank, were buying the links just for the page rank value and nothing else. And it seems the way a lot of directories these days are working. You know, you don't really go to you know Yahoo directory and buy a link unless you really want some value from it. Uh, and actually, Yahoo directories does send some traffic, so you get a kind of small combination of both um, in it. But yeah, the whole topic of you know paid you know advertised paid links within a blog post and being able to you know, correctly identify whether it's a paid post or not. You know, that's why sites like Paper Post and stuff like that, you know, if you ever go and purchase links from them, you know, a lot of times those posts will recognize that this is a paid advertisement, you know. And it's very clearly and obvious um, that, you know, a lot of these people that are blogging are doing it and getting paid for it. Uh, so we're going to go on to the next topic just real quick. Um, and uh, we'll jump over a quick topic. Let's go into don't expect uh, any page rank updates. Um, basically, Matt Cutts is kind of saying that it's not expect any page rank updates, um, you know, in the next weeks or months ahead. Uh, Chris, did you read this? I did, and that's kind of what what I was talking about earlier on, and and some of the writings on the wall that seems to be that uh, you know maybe Google's going to pull away from feeding us our page rank pacifiers, <laughs> our toolbar page rank pacifiers, and and uh, you know. I did read about it. It's interesting. Yeah, and, you know, I guess it was kind of good that he eventually came out and was like, yeah, we're not going to do a page rank update, so just don't worry even about it. <laughs> um, also in the news, there was... Uh, uh, real quick, Ben, uh, let's talk about some other ways that you, you could go around and, and, and try to discover 
whether or not a site has page rank if you didn't have the toolbar. I mean, you know, right. that, that's what are we going to do instead? I mean, I think that there's plenty of opportunities to really uh, evaluate a page for its value just based on, like, for example, the inbound linking information that you get from uh, Yahoo Site Explorer. I think that it may be a little bit less of a uh, nice, clean, uh, you know, numerical and uh, green fairy dust, as, as, as Mike uh, Green call, calls it, uh, way to look at it, and it may take a little bit longer, but I'm sure there's going to be other ways to help evaluate the val- uh, you know, evaluate a page for its uh, inbound link value. And if anything, there's people that have been creating tools kind of around this for a long enough time that I would think that something would come up pretty quick. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised with all this recent discussion if there are people that are trying to enhance their uh, link value tools. And, you know, if you look at the SEO mods, Juicy Link Finder, and some of the other ones out there that uh, are, are probably good alternatives, uh, I would see people and I would and, uh, suggest that people start familiarizing themselves with those kind of tools uh, sooner than later, especially if they've been leaning on that toolbar page rank. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I guess you could set a benchmark, too, in some other sites that if you knew what their page rank was and what the links were, then you could kind of maybe maybe formulate some kind of, you know, formula or something in order to kind of get an estimate of the links, you know. Um, you know, looking at the page rank just in general, like it's a five or a six, really didn't tell you to hold up much about it, especially in the toolbar, which is data that's like months and months old. Um, but yeah, if you went into Yahoo Site Explorer and looked at some of those links specifically, and imagine, well, you know, if they did get rid of page rank, like you said, you know, there would be a lot of tools that could be, you know, developed to kind of get an estimate out there, and I'm sure there'd probably be some competing ones out there. You know, a lot of people are looking at Alexa and Compete.com data these days as well. I don't really value Alexa that much, but it has gotten better. And compete, you know, .com data is also kind of interesting. Uh, so there's lots of other sources for, um, you know, data, so to say, that you know could assist the webmaster in decisions about where they purchase it. You know, a lot of times if I'm, you know, purchasing a link or if I'm looking at a site, you know, I'm considering. Oftentimes I look individually at the site itself and what it looks like, and kind of just pick out things that you know identify as, you know, who's editing it, what kind of, you know. Um, you know, are they promoting it in certain types of ways, and what's their motive, essentially? And then I'll look at the links and kind of see see how close it is to maybe other important sites within, you know, its network. Um, I'm sorry, but I think I just heard you say a lot of times when you're purchasing a link, do you buy links, man? I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, I buy links. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to admit it. I'll step out, you know. I, I went to Link AA, you know. It's okay. First step. <laughs> My first step is admitting the problem. No, it's okay. I know you do too, Chris. It's okay. Okay, I won't tell. <laughs> Don't tell. Yeah, right, it's a hush hush thing. We're not supposed to let anybody know. You know, SEOs are real quiet about this type of stuff. <laughs> um, well, I think uh, we're going to go ahead and go into a lightning round real quick, and we're going to kind of discuss some of the quickly the little topics that we didn't miss. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, so we didn't really get to overture keyword tool suggestion. Seems to be dead. Uh, Real quickly, uh, Overture Tool is dead and doesn't look like it's coming back. Yahoo has mentioned that uh, they have stopped updating the tool and that hopefully in the future that they will go ahead and have a tool that would allow us to give us more keyword suggestion data. Uh, Google is also trying to remove RSS feeds from search results. And uh, from a Webmaster World thread, Google Guy has mentioned that they've gotten a lot better recently about removing RSS and Atom feeds from the search results, which kind of leads to Google really doesn't like seeing those in their index. Uh, additionally, Google will Google ban park domain sites, basically kind of this, 
gist is that they won't park domain sites, but they will kind of, you know, ban expired domains. Uh, the next topic would be uh, can you improve rankings by cleaning up a website code? Uh, we have some more information about that at Search Engine Roundtable. And is it also overkill to include many different Google keyword match types in your AdWords account? Uh, this is a really good topic if you run an AdWords campaign and considering doing uh, various broad match or you know exact match type of stuff and what good combination would work good for your campaign. Uh, also, there's a really funny post about do you need a break from SEO? It's a really nice list about you know SEOs and the kind of funny behavior that they do and uh, why they might need a break from this work. Uh, also, there was a September 2007 Yahoo search update, and uh, I don't know if you've seen any uh, changes with that, but that has occurred. Uh, there's also possible Googlebot DNS issues causing indexing issues at Google. Uh, I don't know if that made sense or not, but <laughs> uh, check it out at Search Engine Roundtable. Uh, there is also another topic that we were, didn't get to cover about achieving uh, Google AdWords certification, and, and some good SEO experts and masters have put their thoughts on that and uh, what it takes to pass the exam. And also, uh, does word position matter on a keyword phrase? Uh, it's also another important topic. And finally, um, how to prevent Google from caching PDF files. So that kind of wraps up the 36th edition of the Search Pulse. Um, we will have post a recap tomorrow afternoon, and next week we'll be doing kind of a special anniversary-ish uh, show, and Barry will be back, and he'll tell us all about his Jimmy Buffett concert. So I want to thank Chris, and uh, we look forward to seeing you all next week at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Good night, everyone.